When you love someone, you do what is best for that person. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show we have the late Zig Ziglar for our Testimony Tuesday. He is sharing a story with us about a young boy named David Lofchik, and David was born with cerebral palsy, but his parents would not listen to the doctors when they said that he would be a vegetable, basically, for the rest of his life. Here's David's story. And this story really covers all of the concepts, all of the ideas in which we believe. That's the reason we're going to give you the story in the detail which we are. When I met Bernie, you know, we had a little discussion about what he was doing in Kansas City. And he said, I came down to hear the session. And I said, yeah, but it costs a lot of money to come this far. He laughed. He said, well, Zig, thanks to my son, David, I don't have to worry about money. I said, Bernie, that sounds like a story. Why don't you tell me? He said, I'll be glad to. This is the story. He says, you know, Zeke, when our son David was born, our joy literally knew no bounds. We already had our two daughters. Now we had our son, and that was what we had hoped that we would have when we got married. But he said it wasn't long before we noticed that something was wrong with David. His little head hung too limp to the right side of his body for it to be a normal situation, and he drooled too much. And so we went to the doctor, and the family doctor said, no problem, he'll outgrow it. But he says, you know, Zig, we knew that it wasn't quite that simple. So we took him to a specialist. And the specialist, after a very thorough examination, told us that he had the reverse of club's feet. And he said, we treated him for that for uh, several weeks. And then it dawned on us that this wasn't it. It was more serious than that. So we found who the top specialist was in all of Canada, and we went to him. And this specialist, after a very thorough examination, said to us that David is a spastic. He has cerebral palsy. He's never going to be able to walk or talk or count to ten. And I suggest that you put him in an institution for his own good and for the good of the, quote, normal members of the family. But Bernie Lofty looked at me and he said, you know, Zig, I'm not a buyer, I'm a seller. I could not buy the idea that my son was going to grow up and be a vegetable. All that doctor had really convinced me to do was to go find a doctor who was not problem conscious and look for one who was solution conscious. So we went to other doctors. He said, as a matter of fact, we went to 30 different doctors and all 30 of them in essence said the same thing. And that is that there is no hope for this little boy. And then they heard of a Dr. Pearlstein down in Chicago, reputedly the foremost authority in the world. But he was so good that he was booked for two solid years in advance. Now that didn't particularly bother Bernie because hope for the first time had reared its elusive head. And Bernie just figured that somehow or another he was going to get his son in front of Dr. Pearlstein. Well, he found out that Dr. Pearlstein was a bridge player, found out his home number, uh, found out that he played every Friday night with his son. He called him there and they made a deal. At the first cancellation that they had, Dr. Pearlstein was going to call Bernie and they would put David or take him on an airplane immediately to Chicago. Well, just 11 days later, they got the call. They loaded David on the airplane. They took him down there. And Dr. Pearlstein gave him easily the most thorough examination, I believe, that any child has ever had. When the examination was all over, he said to Bernie, 
This boy is a spastic. He has cerebral palsy. He will never be able to walk or to talk or count to ten if you listen to the prophets of doom. But he said, I want you to know that I am not problem conscious. I want you to know that I am solution conscious. And I fervently believe there is something which can be done for David if you are willing to do your part. Well, rather obviously the Leipzig said, Doctor, what is it you want us to do? Spell it out. Dr. Pearlstein and his nurses spelled it out in minute detail. He said, first of all, you're going to have to work this little boy beyond all human endurance. Then you're going to have to work him some more. You're going to have to push him until he literally falls. And then you are going to have to push him some more. You've got to understand now that once you start this process, that there is no backing up or slowing down or staying away from it. This is a lifetime process because if you ever discontinue this, then he will revert back to where he was before. One last thing. Don't let him see any other victims of cerebral palsy taking therapy. Because if he watches them take therapy, he will pick up the awkward, inadvertent movements they make and subconsciously he will make them a part of his own movements. Bernie and Elaine left Chicago enormously excited because Dr. Pearlstein had given them extra hope. He had added believability to it. He had presented them with a plan. To tell you the truth, that's what we've attempted to do all the way through Born to Win. Every time we make you a promise, we give you a plan of action. You see, folks, motivation without instruction and education is ultimately frustrating. For me to tell you you can do something and not to tell you how is a cruel hoax that we have studiously avoided throughout. Every time we've said you can do it. We've always said, here's the way to do it. Well, they went back to Winnipeg and they went to work with David. They built a little gymnasium down in the basement of their home. They hired a physical therapist and a bodybuilder and they went to work. It took them a lot of months, but finally one day David Lifechick could move the length of his own body. It took him several years, but then one day Bernie got a call from the therapist. He said, come on home, I believe David is ready. And he rushed home and David was down in the gymnasium on a mat and as he was attempting to do a push-up. And as that little body started to rise into the air, the physical and emotional exertion was so great, there was that a dry inch of skin on that little body. And the mat appeared as if somebody had sprinkled it with water. When that one perfect push-up was completed, David and Bernie and Elaine and the therapist and the bodybuilder and the two sisters and the neighbors all broke down and shed those tears, which clearly say that happiness is not pleasure. Happiness is victory. No, you don't pay the price. You enjoy the benefits that Diane was so beautifully singing about. Now, the story is even more remarkable when you understand that one of America's leading universities had also examined David, and they said there are no motor connections to the right-hand side of his body. He has no sense of balance. He will never be able to swim or to skate or to ride a bicycle. He just simply will be different. It'll probably take him two years even to learn how to float. On October the 23rd, 1971, my wife and I flew to Winnipeg, Canada to attend the bar mitzvah of, quote, little David Lofchik. 
Oh, I wish the television cameras had been turned on then. I wish the movie cameras of the world had been there to have witnessed what we saw, especially since I'd been working with Bernie a couple of times each year between that first day back in 1965. And I'd watched David as he grew and as he made all of that progress. But this particular day, as this boy walked tall and straight and strong to the front of the synagogue, as he uttered those words that moved him into the manhood of the faith of his forefathers, knowing what I knew at that particular time, that he had already done as many as 1,100 push-ups in a single day, that he had run six miles nonstop, that he was shooting golf in the high 80s, that he was one of the best table tennis players in all of Winnipeg, Canada, that he was skating on the neighborhood hockey team, that he was running the wheels off his fourth bicycle. Oh, I tell the story about David in a lot of the details because, you see, I happen to believe that this story literally covers all of the areas that we cover in Born to Win. You see, to begin with, they dealt with David on a very honest basis. They never said it's going to be easy. The parents were never told it's going to be easy. They were told that you've got to stay with it, but if you'll suck it up and tough it out and stay with it, the results are going to be dramatic. They dealt with the thing character because, you see, character is the ability to carry out a good resolution long after the excitement of the moment has passed. And there were many times when the excitement was no longer there, but David stayed with it as did his parents. Integrity, they dealt, integrity, of course, means basic wholeness, and they dealt with the entire person of David Lofstick, physical, mental, and spiritual, the whole bit. As far as loyalty is concerned, nobody, I mean, those two big sisters and the mother and the dad and the doctors and the therapists, they all were loyal to an incredible degree as they worked with David, helping him to accomplish his objectives. And rather, obviously, trust is deeply involved there because it takes a lot of trust for a youngster year after year after year to be willing to do these things when his buddies are all out playing and having a marvelous time. Now you talk about love. When I think of the story of David Leipzig, I think it's one of the most beautiful love stories I have ever heard. You see, when he was about two years old, every night they had to put heavy leg braces on his legs. Now David is a beautiful boy. Olive complexion, beautiful green eyes, coal black hair. And every night as he would lay there getting ready to go to bed, he would ask his mom and ask his dad, Mom, do we have to put the braces on tonight? Or Dad, do we have to put them on so tight? And you parents obviously will relate to this. Here a child is whom you love deeply. And with tears in his eyes, he's asking, do you have to do it? But Bernie and Elaine Loftick loved David so much that they said no to the tears of the moment so they could say yes to the laughter of a lifetime. When you love someone, you do what is best for that person. Well, that was Zig Ziglar, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Zig Ziglar, David Lofchick's story. Also, you can find out more information about Zig at his website, zigziglar.com. He's got a lot of great inspirational stuff, and he is just an awesome speaker and motivator, and, and he will get your day started off right every time. Hope you have a wonderful day today, and I will see you again tomorrow for another episode of Morning Moxie. God bless you.